Now, I normally don't do this, ladies and gentlemen, but if you're listening to this, you see that this is a bonus episode. And now, for certain, the circumstances in which we are having this bonus episode is absolutely warranted. Um, It's a little bit strange for me to do a bonus episode because I'm so used to doing a full-fledged episode of Three Beers In. I haven't done uh, the episode yet. This is before our weekly show. Uh, So, in this bonus, I have been given um, probably the most immaculate gift of beer that you can receive as a craft beer drinker. Hold on one second here. Um, My cousin, my blood, my great friend, and longtime listener of the show, two-time guest, I'm I'm almost positive it was two times that he was guest on the show, one time to take us on a tour of Italy and the beers that are native to the land, and also to very uh, adamantly defend the reputation and the true spirit of not only just New Orleans, but Louisiana as a whole, um, who has been, um, as you may know, if you're a fan of Tom Segura, has come under a lot of flack. But he, he reached out, in a group chat that we're in, and he had said that he was on his way to Treehouse in Massachusetts. That's right, Treehouse Brewing Company. And he said, what do you guys want? And now, I mean, this is, <clears throat> as, a, as a craft beer fan and as a proponent of craft beer and as a proponent of Gemünlichkeit, the, feeling, the good feeling of drinking with friends, him reaching out with this, and then the fact that he gifted me the the package that I had requested. Uh, it was not in no way moderately priced. And then he went as so much as to bring it to my front door uh, with his wife, Sheila, and his little baby, Patrick, who is just the cutest of the cute. And our daughter, uh, Isabella, was able to interact with him. They had a really fun time. It was a really nice visit. But um, I don't want to be too long-winded, <clears throat> excuse me, with this bonus episode. But I do have to separate it apart from everything else because this is unprecedented, uh, indeed, and this is one of the best beers, or excuse me, the best breweries out there right now in terms of the craft game. Uh, I went with the sampler pack that featured the most rated beers that are on Beer Advocate. It's featuring Julius, Green, and Hayes, all three being New England-style IPAs. And in this bonus episode, I will have these beers and talk about them and just give you my my thought process through them. But also, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm Hold on a second. I, um, I'm also, unbelievable, in the middle of doing laundry. Listen, I'm I, I know I put a lot into production value, but with how crazy that this uh weekend has been with the holidays and stuff, at one point I do have to just you might hear an alarm go off. I'll hit pause. You'll have no idea it even happened. I gotta bounce out and just put the laundry into the dryer and then I'll come back. So uh this is just, you know, like I said, uh just an unbelievable experience I'm about to have having these beers. I never thought I'd be able to get my hands on these unless I maybe through 
um, an ordering service like Tavor or something, but I don't even think it's offered on there. You, I'm almost positive you have to get their beer at their brewery if it's not distributed. And that's how exclusive it is. Tom, when he had went, he he was in line for a long time. He sent pictures of him being in the line. And I'm going to do this in order of um, ABV. So the highest ABV first, which is Haze, which is the purple can, which you're all familiar with if you've ever seen it. On the side here, it says, We are excited that you are holding Treehouse Brewing Company's hop-saturated double IPA, Haze. Haze is a soft and dangerously drinkable beer with flavors and aromas of orange juice, fresh peach, and papaya, offset by a gentle bitterness. It is intensely flavorful, yet well-balanced. Haze is the result of our uncompromising dedication to fresh, progressive, and delightful beer. We hope you enjoy it with laughter, good cheer, and in the company of those you love. Um, And I am, because I'm doing this right here uh, with you guys, my great friends here at Three Beers In who come in and listen week in and week out. I'm just giving this a gentle roll because I want to make sure that everything that's in this can comes out into this glass uh, because of how special this beer is. It says here, drink fresh, keep cold on the top. <clears throat> and at the bottom, <clears throat> excuse me, the cold gives me a little phlegm in the throat here. Some wicked haze, my guy. This one was brewed, uh, I mean, sorry, this one was canned on the 14th of December, the year of our Lord 2020, and I'm going to crack it open right now. Very exciting time for me as going through my journey of craft beer with you guys. It has been opened. Um, I have been struck with the aroma. God, the alarm just went off. Fuck. Not a good time. Uh, Don't worry. They could sit there for a second. I'm hit with the aroma right out of the can. It smells very fresh. I'm going to pour this bad boy out. I'm going to do a semi-aggressive pour. I feel like I'm holding the the codes, like the cheat codes, to the football, if you will. Like I'm holding the codes to a nuclear weapon, if not an actual nuke is in my hands. So we poured it out. It is delightful looking. It is as hazy as it says on the can. Completely opaque. This is probably going to be the juice bomb of juice bombs. <clears throat> It is an 8.2% ABV. It is ranked 24th in the world uh, in the New England IPA, whatchamacallit, um, rankings here on Beer Advocate. It's got a score of 100, so probably going to be nothing short of amazing when we drink this. Let's get a nose on it. Thank God I could, I mean, I'm a little nasally right now, but thank God the nose still works. Let's get a sniff here. Very... Just incredible. I mean, I love the 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 freshness of the hop smell. Like it's it's just a very very bright hoppy smell here. Just just unbelievably citrusy. The orange is there. That peach that they talked about is there. You could you could tell there's a malty sweetness on the back end here that's going to be there. It's opaque. Can't see through it. I mean, it's hazy as all hell. Oh, man. The aroma here, just this tropical fruit. And and and, it's, and I love the dankness that's there, too. Let's give it a taste. Tom, cheers. And to everyone at Three Beers In, cheers. Thank you all for listening. Um, 
this is just, uh, I feel like I have to make a speech, but I do that all the time. Here I am with a microphone. So here we go with the taste here. Oh my God. Yeah, it's got it. It definitely has it. I mean, there's this sweetness here. There's that orange juice. There's that papaya flavor. Just like a cacophony of tropical deliciousness. The bitterness is just, it's, it is there, like they were saying. But it is so just, it's, it's perfect in terms of the bitterness. I mean, the, what they put together here is something so special. Oh, boy. This is the very, very juicy on the front end of the sip here. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is so smooth. It is so delicate. It's creamy almost. This is a fantastic, delicious beer at 8.2%. No burn whatsoever. You just feel like you're in a tropical paradise right here. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Go back to the aromas here. So citrusy, almost like a, a pineapple. Hold on. Like a pineapple mango melody. And that, that has that grassy, herbal hop aroma, that dankness there. Oh, we're feeling a little bit of a alcohol burn in the in the bottom now. Not that bad. But for a double, oh man, how how delicious. Oh my gosh. Gonna read a little bit here in the notes that we have here on Bear Advocate about haze. Again, the purple can. Gonna save these cans too. We constructed this beer around hops we currently have plenty of access to, allowing us to rebrew it on a relatively consistent basis. Oh, excuse me. Consistent basis. We smell a ton of orange on the nose, and with complementary notes of peach and passion fruit, the flavor is similar. With a blast of citrus fruit and orange, quickly followed by spicy grapefruit and earthy dankness. A lingering but pleasant hop oil finish awaits. Now, I will say, a lot of beers that mention grapefruit, I don't really ever taste it. I, I don't know if it's maybe just I'm, I've haven't had a lot of grapefruit um, in my lifetime. That's probably it, but. I will say that um, I, it reminds me of like orange rind, like when it comes to that flavor profile. I always attribute orange rind or like the white of an, maybe like an orange, right? If you kind of bite into an orange um, just to get it started, because I'm, I'm terrible at peeling oranges. So I always give it a bite to start. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. Am I revealing too much about myself here in this bonus episode? But, um, you know, did someone just knock? Hello? So someone knocked. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this right now because I don't want to do this beer too quickly. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna prep the show um, that you're gonna listen to maybe after this bonus. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna do that, take my time with this, and then come back with the uh, with the next one. Okay, guys, the next brew up here is going to be Green, which uh, again Treehouse Brewing Company. Green. This one is ranked 16th in the New England style IPA category on Beer Advocate. The burps are unbelievable. My gosh. Let me dip into the cooler here that I have to bring out the green. 
Now, normally the presentation is an all-green can, very similar to the Haze presentation, but this one here has a, a, a label, like a stickered label on a silver can here. <clears throat> so there's no uh, mark, uh, writings on the sides or anything like this, but on the bottom here it says, Lose Yourself to Green. This one was canned on December 9th, 2020, the year of our Lord. I'm going to rotate the can here slightly again just to make sure I get everything in it. And let's crack this one open. This one is a 7.6% um, ABV. It has been opened. Much different aroma. Wow. Uh, a bit more spicy in the uh, aroma here. Let's get a pour going here. Doing a semi-heavy one. A bigger head on this beer than the last one. This one has about three fingers ahead here. Yeah. Not qu not quite as opaque. Actually, you know what? This is the exact same color as haze, if I will say so myself. I'm going to wait for that head to go down a little bit and read a little bit of what we have here on Beer Advocate in terms of the notes that we have for green. Green, our cross-continental IPA. Made with Australian and American hops, this citrus-heavy IPA opens up in the glass with notes of pineapple, tangerine, and orange rind. It's sharply bitter and nearly 8%, but not quite 8%. The name comes from the initial batch in which post-boil, the wart looked green from so much hop particulate, hop particulate floating around. Yes, 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 yes. Has been written. Let's get a nose on it here. It's a bit brighter. I'm not brighter, excuse me. It's a blip, a blip more. I guess that 8% beer is really hitting me there. It's definitely got those fruity tropical notes, uh, similar to Haze. It's It smells a bit more, I guess I would say, green. I mean, it smells hoppier than the Haze one did. Um, there's an interesting sharpness to the... Um, to the nose here, that is something not something that I'm not used to. Let me, let me, I'm trying to wait for the foam to go down a bit so I can get a better smell. But it's a little bit more, it has a more dank uh, aroma going on here. Got that hoppy smell to it, another juice bomb smell looking to, uh, and look to it. Let's go for the. Let's go for it here. It's it's dank. It's dank with like a pine. You know, it's got uh, that piney resinous uh, dankness. Let's give it a go. Okay. Oh wow! The oh the god! The back end of this thing is a fucking delight. Man, this this one is better than Haze. I mean, it's hard to call it because they're they're that good. But oh my god, there's a firm, there's like a there's a nice bitterness on the back end. Again, again, it has like this this smoothness to it, this velvety smoothness to it. The earth tones, the sweetness. Everything is just so perfectly balanced. And I'm not even trying to just sound like a fucking, like a guy that's just like, oh, I got this vote, this is the best beer. No, this is, this is, you're really getting a silky smooth 
Juice Bomb, New England style IPA, great burps. Oh my god. A little bit more of a tart bite to it than haze. Same kind of sweetness. A little drier. Okay. But it has like a, that, that tangy, zesty hop flavor that's going on there. The bitterness is a little bit more pronounced, which I think is better. It's more preferable for me. Uh, something that I just really enjoy when it comes to a, a good IPA. This is really something else. I mean, it's it's just a fantastic beer all all throughout, and I just want to um, I just want to touch upon something here real quick. When I was speaking to, um, when we were talking to Tom about uh, Treehouse itself, uh, he had written in the chat room here that when he went um, to the to the place that let me see here. I want to get I want to quote him directly, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it. But I will say that he had said he had said something to the effect that they had, I believe they left with him like a postcard in the in the box or, or in the in the package that was purchased, listing all local everything in terms of where you could purchase pretty much anything. So it was just and it's just to show you that there is that emphasis on supporting local businesses. And, and like you know, this is an international podcast, but we are heard all over the United States, not to be confused with those assholes in Texas. And you you have to understand something, that this brewery began as just the brewery that's in your backyard right now. And you can, if you, if you support that place and you, and you, and you give it your, your, you know, your attention, it can become Treehouse, you know? And imagine just having Treehouse in your own backyard, right? This is a great IPA. I mean, it's seriously great IPA. Tens across the board. The mouthfeel on this, the juiciness on this, it's a little bit a little bit more astringent than the haze because of that bitterness. But it just it just wants you, it, it invites you for another sip. You know, you have like the 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 citrusy, like a lemony flavor, the tangerine flavors. Okay. It's 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 fluffy. It's got this excellent mouthfeel to it it makes your taste buds salivate the haze in comparison to this you know the haze is 8.2 this is 7.6 you can tell the difference in the sharpness of the or the booziness um, between the two uh, this one obviously being a little less boozy and it kind of maybe opens up the sweetness a little bit more um, um, it's it just you know you're having just a a fantastic beer with a little bit more of a bitterness, like a little bit more of a of a bite when it comes to the bitterness, but still absolutely lights out. I am just so thrilled that I got so much more of these to have because it is a treat. My goodness. My goodness. Oh, 20 minutes into this um to this bad boy. That's pretty good. 10 minutes of beer I want to maybe do to try to uh keep this not too lengthy of a bonus episode because I still have a show to do. Mm. Oh, it's just delightful. You know, oh man, you just can't, you can't go wrong with that type of balance. That bitterness there to fight with the, I, I, I've mentioned it before when we have New England style IPAs. When you have like a great, 
um, sweetness that's been being fought by the bitterness. It's just, it's clean and it's crisp. And it is just, you're sitting here with this explosive flavor that is just, it's, it's, it's envious. It really is truly envious. Uh, I, it, the reason I'm doing this bonus episode, because I don't think it would be fair to maybe stack this up against a lot of, um, a lot of the beers that are just at your local, uh, uh, wholesale right now and, or your local places that you get beer. And that's not trying to sound disrespectful or condescending in any way. Okay. George Carlin said it best, you know, out there somewhere in the world is the world's worst doctor. And someone has an appointment with him tomorrow just by process of elimination. It's still a doctor. Oh, excuse me. Maybe that's not a great, maybe that's not a great analogy to, to put on this, but you know, if, 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 if a lot of breweries are aiming high enough to try to hit the treehouse echelon and you know, it's, it's so crazy. There's so many craft breweries out there. There's definitely breweries out there that are doing this, that are definitely on par with what we're getting here from Treehouse. And I think that's what's important about this show and about people that you know are active on Untapped, that try to communicate with each other about beer and try to just, just expand their palate and to have as many breweries as possible. You will find your Treehouse. You will find it. It's not just located in Massachusetts. I mean, of course, <clears throat> excuse me, the actual Treehouse is located in Massachusetts, but um, you you might have a diamond in the rough and, and you don't even know it. Honestly speaking, that's just, you know, how I feel about it. Because this can be replicated, okay? It can be replicated. And it's just, do, do the people who are crafting the beer in your neck of the woods, taking the time and consideration into the ingredients, into the recipes, to try to recreate or to achieve the greatness that we're experiencing right now with these beers. I really wish that those of you that are listening right now can experience this and can have this, this type of experience because you know, this is the, this is it. This is the Mecca of the beer right now, whether or not there are better out there as listed on beer advocate or on on tap and everything like that. These, this is what at least to my palate so far has been just start to finish that good. Right. These are flavors that I've had before. These are presentations that I've been presented with before. Okay. Being that I've done now at least over well over 183 unique beers, a lot of them being in the IPA category. So I will say that maybe I am a little bit versed on beer. This just in terms of recent memory and and stuff that I've had. You know, you're going to have recency bias, I've heard, I think, is the word that you use when you hear about something so much. But this is just so refined that it makes it memorable, that it actually makes it memorable. Oh, boy. Okay, sorry, I had a little bit of a technical difficulty there. So all the beers that we have had in this bonus episode right now, of course, are by Treehouse Brewing Company, and are all rated 100, a score of 100 on Beer Advocate. For what it's worth, I know some people don't think Beer Advocate's worth anything, but this last one we're about to have as a part of this sampler is none other than the 8th-ranked New England-style IPA on the website, and it's Julius, the 
orange can that you're used to seeing here. It says here, we are excited that you are holding Treehouse Brewing Company's flagship American IPA, Julius. Again, this is on the can. Julius is a bright tropical beer filled with notes of peach, mango, passion fruit, and a melange. Oh, I like that word. A melange of citrus. It is a gentle on the palate while still incredibly hop-saturated. It is... Wait, hold on. I'm so sorry. It is gentle on the palate while still incredibly hop-saturated. It is the result of our uncompromising dedication to fresh, progressive, delightful beer. We hope you enjoy it with laughter, good cheer, and in the company of those that you love. And you guys are here with me right now. Again, this is rated with a score of 100 the 6.8% ABV Julius. This is the the can that made me kind of know who Treehouse was. We cracked that bad boy open, rolled it around, make sure we get all the goodies that might be at the bottom. Any floaties, I don't care. I want it in this um, in this glass here. Pouring it out with that aggressive, somewhat aggressive pour. Saving the cans. We got about two fingers here of head, a white head here. It is opaque, just like the others, slightly darker than the others. This one is the, so I did them in the order of the higher rated ones, if you'll even imagine that they have that type of uh, um, assortment here. So we did the haze, we did the green, and now we're on to the Julius here. And this is the one, this is the flagship, this is kind of what put them on the map. Let's get a nose on it. Uh, before we even do that, again, very opaque, can't see through it. Looks like the juice bomb that you've been waiting for. Let's get the nose on here, shall we? Oh boy. This is a great smelling beer. This is the it is like a luscious, delicious, sweet ripe orange. Oh man. That dank hop aroma is right there in the background. Oh, man. it's It smells really sweet. It really smells really sweet. There might be like a malty sweetness here that I'm smelling here. Oh, like a tangerine is in there. Creamy orange smell going on here. I do smell the peach. This is the first one that I actually smell the peach. Almost like a peach cobbler aroma going on here. My God. I can't wait to taste this beer. Cheers, everybody. Here we go. Oh, my God. That's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, and it's slightly bitter. 6.8. No no trace of the alcohol whatsoever. It is so smooth. I do taste the peaches in there. I taste a guava fruit. There is this orange rind bitterness going on there. There's this very ripe orange flavor going there. The mouthfeel is absolutely unbelievable. There's a lemon zest flavor going on here. I mean, holy macaroni. Mm. I can't believe I just said holy macaroni. Oh my God, it's like an orange creamsicle, right? 
But if you put like some dank hops in it, that's just, that is just going to be as bare bones of an explanation I'm going to give you. If you were to put the gold standard New England style IPA moniker on anything, this is what you would say is the flagship. I mean, again, in my experience with the beers that I've had, you've got a mango, orange, lemon, citrus, stone fruit earthiness that you cannot deny. It is as smooth as can be. It is not harsh or astringent whatsoever. I mean, it's it. there it is. Oh, what did it say on the bottom? Because the other ones said stuff on the bottom. Dr. J says, drink one of these for no coal in your stocking. Can 12, 15, 20. Fantastic. God almighty. What does is, what is Beer Advocate say here in the notes? Bursting with 1.6 ounces per gallon of American hops. Julius is loaded with notes of passion fruit, mango, and citrus. And at 6.8% alcohol, it is refreshing and freakishly drinkable. You know, that's actually a very good point, reading that note. These are crushable. At 6.8, you could crush these and not get fucking twisted like you're having some haze there, That the, the 8.2. Mm. I'll tell you what, though. You know, Tom Tom was the one that waited in the line for these beers, and, and, and I would do it, too. I would wait. I would wait for this right here. I would. Oh, there's like this. Oh, my God, in the back end here. It's it's so rich with the tropical orange flavors. I just don't understand. The aroma is not as, and again, this is so fucking nuts that I'm sitting here holding on to greatness. I'm going to try to like knock it down a little bit here. Hold on a second. The aroma isn't as forthcoming, I will say, as like the haze and the green. The green, the aroma in the green was was really great, especially if you're a hop head here. But this isn't as as resinous as the other ones here. But oh man, the orange, pineapple, pine resin, citrus, mango, I mean you passion fruit, pineapple, you fucking name it. Everything you want in a Niepa is in this beer. I sang it. Got some beautiful lacing in the glass. Oh man, I almost I almost don't even want to make a do a podcast, and I almost I almost want to have a couple more of these here. Should I do that? Should I just do a a, um, a treehouse special and shoot the shit? Am I gonna Am I gonna switch it up right now? Because this is this might be episode one eighty three right in our hands right here, and you and you didn't even know it. Welcome to Three Beers In, a craft podcast with beer news and reviews. Here's your host, Dominic Ribello. I, I didn't think, <laughs> I, I don't know. I apologize for doing a little bit of a bait and switch, but this is the episode, ladies and gentlemen. 
From deep underground in Staten Island's beer bunker slash virtual saloon, I welcome you to yet another episode of Three Beers in the Craft Beer Show, bringing you the latest craft beer news and unique craft beer reviews. This is episode number 183. And, I, and this week we're drinking Treehouse, which I can't even believe what I'm saying it. We're drinking Treehouse, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to have to do a little changes here in the show notes and to try to bring everyone up to speed. Actually, you know, we may have set the record for the longest cold opening ever in a podcast, at least maybe in a beer podcast. I do know I'm not the only beer podcast. I do also know that there is a brewery, uh, brewery there is a bo- uh, podcast called Three Beers In that basically tweaked my name to make their own podcast called Three Beers In. And, uh, you know, for a while, actually for maybe about a week, I was really, I had a lot of vim and vigor, so to speak, to try to sue them, you know. And uh, I just, I don't know, for some reason when it comes to lawyers, I feel like if I ever go speak to a lawyer, I'm going to end up bankrupted. I don't think that's actually a bad thing to say. I mean, it sounds disrespectful. To lawyers, I guess, but I don't know. I'm. It's just kind of like how the the, the 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 cookie crumbled with the how the lawyer the thing come out. Oh, excuse me. There was no English there at all whatsoever. So I was supposed to do an an episode, a unique episode, on a beer uh, <laughs> called. Uh, oh, I'm actually. Let me spoil. It. Let me. Not, I'm not going to spoil that. I'm going to save that for episode one eighty four. Into the new year, right? So here we're having Treehouse. And I'm not even going to... This could be the year-end episode 183. I'm not going to try to stack these beers up against any other beers that I've had. Especially in the Mount Rushmore. Because we'll never have any movement in the Mount Rushmore. uh, In regards to... What can happen in the ale category? I mean, these beers are so good. They're number one in, in in the lager category. They're number one in the stout category. And they're number one in the seasonal category. Believe it or not. How is that even possible? But that's how good these beers are. I think I'm going to have another... Oh, my God. I feel like a kid... What was that noise? Did you hear that? Did you just hear that in the podcast? I am doing laundry. You're probably... I don't know. I'm just so excited to have another one of these beers that I'm just like, a, like I said, I'm like a kid in the candy store. I'm like a giddy little schoolgirl. And I've never started a show 35 minutes into the show. I didn't think I was going to do that. I thought I was going to do a bonus episode. I did say in the beginning it's a bonus episode. And uh, probably when you hear this, you're going to think that, you know, maybe that there was a, a problem or maybe I maybe screwed something up. Maybe I kind of did. But I'm in my new setup here. I got a lot to talk about. I'm kind of go, going to go off the cuff here because I said I was going to prepare the actual episode uh, for after the bonus episode. But I think I'm just going to go. I'm just going to roll with it. I've already done the intro here. The longest cold open in a beer podcast history. Add that to the list of things that we've accomplished here on Three Beers In. We have a cannon. We waterboarded someone. We marched in a parade. Okay. We've done it all here at Three Beers In. So now I share my studio space with my father, <laughs> which is a bit crazy, right? So this was a finished basement. It became, it was it was like the playroom. It was a game room. 
Tom, I know if you're listening, you you were down here fighting not um Vietnam veterans in uh what was it like what was that what was that game called? I don't know. We were shooting we were it was Sega Dreamcast, we were shooting people. And uh it's a it's a very nice finished basement, but my father, he has his little side project, right? So I have three beers in and I have my side project bore on the floor. And he has his main project. His main project, my father's passion. My passion is beer. My father's passion is harness racing, right? Now, again, pretty niche. I would say that craft beer isn't as niche as harness racing. Harness racing, of course, was huge back in the day. I'm not sure if in Bronx Tale with the guy Mush, who was like the, the bad luck guy, if it was thoroughbred racing or harness racing. The difference is with thoroughbred racing... The jockey is sitting on the horse, and with harness racing, there's a sulky, which is a a uh, two wheeled uh, seat that is harnessed to the horse, uh, to which you steer it with two um, leather straps that are you know there's a headgear that's on the horse, and in the mouth there's a bar, and then they pull on the bar and it steers the horse. I actually sat on a sulky once and was able to steer a horse. And, you know, it's, there's something just so incredible about um, uh, being a part of something like that. That was actually a really great memory that I had that kind of just resurfaced here when talking about it here. But, um, you know, uh, you know, this is the year-end uh, podcast here. I hope everyone had a great 2020. Um, I know that it was pretty tough for a lot of people. I hope that this podcast was a way out in a way uh, for, for everybody when it came to how uh, just, you know, the the – the murkiness of this year and the, and the the pain that this year was, you know, starting off the year with the death of Kobe Bryant, you know, really hurt a lot of people. And then the COVID hits you. You know, it's so crazy when you look back on this, right? If you, there's like, I think it was the New York Times or the Washington Post, one of the big uh, newspapers, they had um, the headline was Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter accident, right? Huge you know, main picture and everything like that. And then right down in the little left-hand corner where no one could see, you know, kind of like the byline, it said, new virus coming out of Wuhan, China. You know, it was just like nothing, you know. And now all of a sudden, look what it is. It's dominating our lives. And it's something that I really hope that we could just look back on on one, on one day and learn from it. You know, what have we learned from it? We learned to trust one another, you know, because, you know, there's so much crazy news out there with, you know, the mask this, the data that, and blah, blah, blah. All these people talking past each other. But what you realize and what you know is when you're when you're with your friends and family and you're you're talking to them and you, you know, you wanna be you wanna be with them and you wanna be in their lives and you wanna see them and you wanna you wanna you know get together with them and stuff like that, especially during the holidays, and you still understand and you see that there's that there's that line Right there's that understanding. It's like, well, if you're not comfortable, I I understand. If you're comfortable, I understand. I'll wear a mask. If I don't want to wear a mask, you know. It, and it's just that's the humanity factor that I think people lost sight of and need to focus on. Is that through all the craziness and the and the and the frightening, you know, aspect of 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 this horrific t- uh, COVID nineteen through the whole year of twenty twenty. You know, there's still that 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 shining humanity that that just bleeds through, with the people that are close to you. You know, regardless of what you might think or might do, there's always that respect factor and that 
you know, I'm only going to, I'm going to, I'll ask, Hey, we want to, you want to get together? You want to see this and that and the third? All right, let's wear masks. If you feel comfortable, take the masks off. I did my temperature. I took a test. You know, that's really great. That's really great that there's just that humanity factor there. Because when you turn on the news, it is just, oh my God, it's so crazy. But anyway, before I, I mean, I'm going off a little bit of a tangent here, but I share this little area here with Junior. And um, so he's a harness racing guy, and he was contacted by the Harness Racing Museum of America, which is just unbelievable, by the way. And they have tasked him with curating 200 boxes full of VHS temps to convert into digital. Which, I mean, you know, that is just crazy. When you think about it. So he's trying to clear out this whole area here. So there's a, actually you might hear a little bit of a difference in the audio. There's a little bit of an echo going on, but uh, I think by the new year, maybe next week or the week after this entire room will be completely filled with pallets, like cardboard boxes of VHS, uh, VHS tapes full of harness racing. And oh my god, that's so good! And I mean, that's cool, you know, Junior. If that's what you—that's what you're into. And I said to him, I said that actually really might help with the sound dampening that happens in this room because it's a little hollow in here, you know. So I am completely unprepared because I did not think I would just roll through, but you know, it just kind of hit me. You know, I was thirty some odd minutes into doing a bonus episode. Who's going to want to listen to that much of three beers in? Let's just make it an episode, right? So episode 183, Treehouse, we've already kind of reviewed the beers. They're 10 out of 10. Each one of them are 10 out of 10. I would rank them. I would actually say I would rank them in the order in which I did them. You know, I didn't I didn't think I would, um, I would you know, go with the flow like that. But the haze was delicious. But the green for me was a bit better because of the 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 hoppiness the bite that was there in terms of the dank hoppiness that was uh within it and then the julius is just it is superior to the two even though they're all absolutely outstanding and world-class beers you know if you can get your hands on these you have to do it i mean this is like you know if you're in ohio you go to canton to the football hall of fame if you're in cooperstown you go to the baseball hall of fame if you're in massachusetts and you can you go to treehouse and you get these beers like that's what it's like Honestly speaking, that's what it's like. Mm. I am just so blessed to be able to have this. And thank you so much, Tom. It's it's really, it means so much. He said that he wanted to send me $100, which is just crazy, $100 for the 100th episode. And he said, I am like 82 episodes late. Don't Do not fret, okay? Because this is the gift that we'll keep on giving for a while. I want to try to hang on to these. I know you want to keep, you want to drink these that they're where they're fresh. But I mean, I you don't want to burn. I just want. I'm going to be sad when I have like the last couple cans of these. I, I really am because you do want to have them fresh. You want to have them front and center. But my God, what a treat! What an unbelievable part of this whole journey of craft beer. I mean, I never and I really and truly never thought I would have in my possession Treehouse beer, which is. I mean, this was the, it's untouchable. It's unattainable for somebody like me right here in New York City. Unless I go out to the places 
If I go out of the places, if I go out to Massachusetts to get it, that's the only way that I would get myself this beer. But, you know, let's move on to the hops of, oh, excuse me, hold on, excuse me. The hop of the week here, like I said, I was prepared, but I was unprepared. We have almost like 15 minutes left in the show. So, again, I don't have to do the beer, so I can just hit hit you with this. So, last show was, hang on here, it was the 12th of December, right? Today we have the December 27th. I'm going to write down the date here real quick. We got 1227, the year of our Lord 2020. And I had written on the next page, which means on the 12th I wrote this, um, I wrote HBC 586 and Meridian. So I had no idea. I don't know why I wrote that, but I, apparently I missed the hop. I guess that was the hops that were in. That were the, those were the hops that were in. They stole how much fruit? Because I always I I've tried to maintain that I would speak about the hops that are in the beers that we're having at the time, right? So that will be the hop of the week, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to do that right now. So we, so HBC 586, this is something that was hard for me to get a hold of in terms of on Google. So you're not going to get the alpha acid composition that I usually provide here, but we do have here from yakimavalleyhops.com, which is like the place to go. Oh, they have a little bit of a graphic here. I might read that real quick. So what do we have here from Yakima? Yakima or Yakima, HBC 586 hops. It is an experimental hop variety from the Hop Reading Company, which is a joint venture between John I. House and the Yakima Chief Ranches. It is the result of a hybrid pollination of the mother YCR21 and male number 1239-2. The aroma that HBC586 has been described as a large melody of fruit flavors, including mango, guava, lychee, citrus, and slight sulfur with herbal notes. So here we have uh, the flavor key is a citrus, spicy, sweet fruit. And what else we have? Oh, they do have it here. The oil compositions. I have to try to bring that up a little bit bigger. I can't really see it. Oh, okay here. Oh, this is interesting. So if you go to yakimavalleyhops.com, they give you a very in-depth pedigree of the hops, the recommended beer styles, uh, styles of the hops, the key flavors, the oil compositions that we get from the hop list, and also uh, a bit of an aroma profile. So there's a bit more detail in terms of what you're going to get with the hops uh, from Yakima Valley, which I don't, I don't expect anything less from them. They are the... They're the mecca of hops, basically. I mean, they're sorted out throughout the world for what you can get from the hops that come out of Yakima Valley. So here we have here, um, uh, when used as a Whirlpool edition or dry hop edition, HBC 586 delivers a large melody of fruit flavors associated with tropical flute. I said flute, but I meant fruit. The fruity flavors in HBC 586 has been described as mango, guava, lychee, citrus, and slight sulfur with herbal notes. And here we have the alpha acid composition is anywhere from 12 to 13%. So not, not incredibly um, mild. 
but uh, an interesting hop nonetheless. So the next one here I have from morebeer.com. Now let me see what I can get here for the Meridian Hops. Meridian Hops is a brand new hop with crisp flavors of lemon, mixed berry, and tropical fruit. The really unique thing about this hop is that the commercial brewers are reporting that the, uh, when used with other hops, Meridian pushes and complements the flavor of those hops in unique and interesting ways. We've learned from many brewers, hop specialists, and our own palates that blending hops is like blending wine. The final blended flavor is definitely different than the individual flavors. So try a a la carte in your next Belgian pale or blonde ale and use it with your favorite IPA pops to try, I said pops, hops to try your next hop bomb. Uh, so the hop statistics for Meridian is anywhere from the alpha acid is 6 to 7%. And that's all that we have for the hops this week. You know, I was talking to to Junior a little. I, my father's my father's name is Dominic, but we call him Junior because he he's Junior on the third. And you know, I, I have this keg down here, and I really need to get back into brewing. I it's something I want to do in twenty twenty. It's kind of my New Year's resolution. I want to just get a pale ale out for twenty twenty. Something simple. So nothing nothing too crazy. Because um, it was a passion of mine. I really enjoyed home brewing. And then I kind of just fell off of it because it was just way too hot outside. Now, the temperature is no longer a uh, an excuse, right? I don't even have, I only have like 10 minutes left in the show. I don't have time to do the news in this time that I have left. I think I'm going to just reflect upon the things that I got for Christmas, okay, and and just some, I guess my my thoughts as I crack open this haze here that's in a purple can. Get it? Purple haze. So uh, I want to throw a shout out here to Hurricane Matt Daly, great friend of mine. He has recently moved down to North Carolina, and he came up for the holidays with his wife <clears throat> to spend it with his in laws, and he brought up a care package of beer for me to have. Uh, within it was. So down there he had a oh I forgot the name of the brewery. I forgot I forgot the name of the brewery. It was a an award-winning Kolsch that he uh, presented to me, but it was a a a winter Kolsch. So it had it was uh, spiked with cranberry. Um and he didn't like it, but for me it was actually not that bad. It, it it was like it wasn't over sweet or anything like that. I enjoyed it. Um I forgot the name of it but then he went to another place called Wicked something uh Wicked Brewery down there and he brought me a stout um sampler that they had down there which was pretty decent you know they had an oatmeal cookie stout they had a s'mores stout they had a brownie stout and then there was a German chocolate cake stout The brownie stout was the worst one and I told it to him because they put uh, terpines in it or, or terpines in it which is a hemp pr uh, off product or something like that it tasted like um like a, a synthetic lavender like essential oil was in the beer so it wasn't good i had to dump that one out and i told him outright actually i told his wife because we were about to leave to go visit uh the in-laws well my in-laws and um his wife was uh, dropping off some gifts to my my mother, and she said, how was the beer? I was like, I only dumped one out, which is not that bad. So, 
you know, I was I was like, I cringed after I said it because if she if she just reports that back, I'm going to seem like a dick, you know, in terms of the beer that was um that was gifted to me. You know, I really have it so great, man. These these beers coming to and fro. I mean, unbelievable. And I feel so bad. I have to start. I have to start when I go out to get beer. I'm going to put some beer aside for the people that have been good to me to send me some beer. Right. It'd be so great if like when Matt Daly, I knew, you know, I knew he's going to bring me beer. I get so wrapped up in all this stuff that I'm doing. And, and all this moving and shaking, trying to get things going. Life's a little bit of a blur with the holidays here. I could have got him something from Flagship. I could have done that. you know. So it's a regret that I have. But now, moving forward, New Year's resolution. I'm going to brew again, and I'm going to be better to the people around me, especially when it comes to beer. I have so many people around me that are so fruitful when it comes to beer and, and the craft beer uh, you know, community that we have, the people that email me. I'm going to start bringing the emails out and reading them on the air again because I I, I've, I just have to fit it into the schedule in which I might try to uh, piggyback it to the hop of the week. I have to do that. The people that send me beer and bring me beer, I have to have beer ready for them to go. That's why the home brewing comes into play. I'm going to have beer waiting for them bottled, ready to go. You could have a three beers in beer. I'm going to give it to them when they come to me. That's what I want to do. <coughs> That's what it's all about. In terms of Christmas gifts, I made out like a bandit. My wife went crazy. She got me in a brand new Apple Watch. I got the iPads Pro, uh, iPads, excuse me, the iPods Pro. I mean, life is good. The end of 2020 came in, you know, it, it, it was good. It was good. The end of 2020 was good. It was, it was crazy at first, but now we're going to ring in the new year the right way. I implore all of you to watch the Honeymooner Marathon when it comes on for the new year. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the calendar here. When is the new year? Oh, it's uh, the December 31st is a Thursday, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is the Friday, and then maybe January 2nd, I'll be here to talk to you guys and talk about the new year. Try to ring in the new year with some of these beer news that I have reserved to talk to you guys about. There's a couple things here. That could wait a week. No big deal. There was a little bit of a problem with the website, but I do think now we're going to be able to upload easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I'm going to take this haze here, and I'm going to play. Oh, that's the news music. I'm going to play our music here with this haze from Treehouse. Unbelievable. Look at this beer, man. I can't wait to drink this and upload this podcast to all of you. This is not a bonus episode, ladies and gentlemen. As I said earlier in the podcast, I said it was bonus. No, sir. This here is the, what is it? The episode 183. Treehouse. We did everything from Treehouse. Well, I mean, the, the top three from Treehouse. And boy, were they good. 10 out of 10 across the board. They are fantastic. This is a special episode, the year-end episode. I didn't do much of a look back, but I will say that we had a great year here at Three Beers In. We had some excellent episodes. We had some wonderful beer. And I really look forward to 2021. I think it's going to be a really great year for everyone here at Three Beers In in this household. And I know that you are going to have a great year moving on from this pandemic and everything in between. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to catch you guys on the 2nd of January, God willing, or maybe the 3rd. Who knows? It's the weekend. We'll see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm sorry for the crazy format that it was in, but I am going to destroy this haze right here from Treehouse. I'm going to upload this podcast, and I cannot wait to just power through to 2021. 
Thank you all for listening so much. Tom, thank you so much for this beer. Patrick, you are the man. Love you guys. Love you all. God bless. Take care. Oh, and Happy New Year. Happy fucking New Year. Here we go.